Heisje. Hello, my beautiful sisters. Welcome to my podcast entitled Saving Our Sisters. Listen, I am super excited about the month of February because we will be interviewing couples about love, relationship, goals, how they got started, some relationships that went sour, and we want you to be a part of the conversation. So if this is your first time, I want to welcome you. Welcome to the conversation. And please do me a favor. Go ahead and invite your village, your shugs, your sisters, and even your brothers. We are going to invite the brothers to be a part of our conversations for the month of February. We are going to hear real talk, real life, and real relationships. The good, the bad, the ugly. But listen, listen, listen. So today, this is a special episode. I am going to let you in on the conversation that was recorded live on Facebook Live between two amazing individuals that were celebrating their ninth year in marriage, Bishop Broderick and Lady, my sister, Tony Huggins. Listen, you're talking about transparency. I was going to interview them live, but I said, no, I don't want y'all to miss nothing about what they were talking about on the day of their anniversary because it was just real and raw. I loved how they encouraged one another. I love how they gazed, listen to me y'all, gazed into each other's eyes. And I love the fact that they didn't hide anything. Um, what you see with them is what you get. And I love how they talked about their flaws, how they've matured, how they've endured, how they've grown and how they have respect and love for one another. So in this episode, you're going to hear me chiming in in the, in the background because it got so juicy. I had to uh, make a comment or laugh or giggle, but I want you to really take some notes. If you are struggling, if you are going through, if you need to learn how to make a relationship last. And one thing that Bishop and Lady Huggins talked about is the fact that you got to learn how to laugh. And that's one tool in their relationship that they discovered that has been one of the best ways to keep the relationship hot and keep the relationship going is to learn to laugh. Um, let some things go. We've been taught for years. Listen, change the channel or let me just say it like this. Choose your battles. So. Remember, this is taken off of Facebook Live because I didn't want to miss anything because I felt like the conversation that they were having on their wedding day would be beneficial to somebody that is going through struggles, somebody that needs marriage counseling, but don't 
want to go. They don't feel that they are in need to go. But this conversation right here will bless you if you just listen in close to what they were saying on their wedding day. And let me say to my friends again, happy anniversary. Stay tuned and let's go in and let's get into this conversation. I'll be back. Especially from the time I got married is that I'm learning to appreciate, even today, how marriage uh, is not just about the two people that are married, that it, it spills over, it extends further than just two persons. And sometimes uh, people in marriage become selfish and, in, and, and insulated and mm. don't realize what happens um, to the community and the extended community when marriages are what not are everything what that they should be. <laughs> I'm just getting theological. What are you I'm talking about? You know, I'm going to need know. you not to be uh, Broderick Huggins, PhD. <laughs> just be regular. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys, we just wanted you guys to uh, just know that we, oh my gosh, we appreciate you. And this is our ninth year of marriage. He is so fortunate. Uh, tell him, tell him how lucky and blessed you are that um, that I, <laughs> that we're married. Well, hey, Kaviska, hey, well, pretty be. <laughs> it lasted for nine years. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've been married a few times, and I know, and uh, they told me I shouldn't do it no more. Toy, Canty, love you. Hi, Toy. They, Tell they, Pastor we said hi. They, they said, Huggins, you ought to give up. You've been married three times. You ought to just quit it. Be a confirmed bachelor. Did you tell me that before we got married? Yeah, I told you. I told you everything. Because I knew Negroes and Negroes was going to be telling you. But I, 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 I said, when I told her that I want to marry her, they, she, she said, they said three strikes, three strikes you out. I said four balls and you walk, and we've been walking for nine years. Nine years. Okay, so okay, so we we try. I don't know if we did this last year, you guys, but we try to do what is called the um, the marital state of the union. Is that what it's called? Yes, like the state yes. of the union address. But we call ours the marital state of the union. And that's where we just kind of come on, first of all, and we just thank everybody for just being so amazing. Y'all, listen, we had so many um, uh, well wishes, and I thought, well, we just need to go live and do our marital state of the union. This is the ninth year, but we didn't do this for nine years. I think we may have started this like three years ago because, um, first of all, it's fun. Y'all know I'm married to a clown. And um, it's fun and it's, um, you actually realize that so much stuff changes. Like, now you get philosophical. No, it does. And no, theological. No, 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 you, no, no, no. You were just like going on and on and on and on about a whole lot of nothing. It was, it was something. Hey, R.D. Thompson, just say what you got to say. Toya, we, Toya, we coming in February, so I got something to give Pastor. Where we going? South Carolina. We are? In March. Okay, you said February. See? Quentin. Y'all see? Thank you. Thank you, Daddy Gray. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Daddy. I appreciate it. Okay, so babe, nine years. Um, again, y'all, welcome to the marital to the uh, Huggins, the Team Huggins Marital State of the Union address. Hi, Tiffany. And uh, so babe, so tell Rhonda. 
So, okay. All right. So we've been married nine years, right? Yes. What about me has changed in nine years? Like, for the better. You, you're much more chilled. Uh, you, I am chill? You, you're a lot more, you're a lot more uh, chilled. I think what's changed is that you've understood uh, the depth of my commitment to ministry. I think and, I realized that early on, though. Yeah, but I think it's knowing something intellectually and ex actually experiencing something yeah. are two different things. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think there's mm -hmm. more of a, an emotional connection to my level of commitment to this. We love you, too, uh, Pastor Derek. Yeah, but, you know, it's one of those things where I knew I was marrying a pastor. I mean, it's not like I was like a, a, a novice. But the cool thing, here's what I love about you. And y'all, and of course, y'all, we're just we're just sharing full transparency. What I love about you is you are who you are and what you see is really what you get. You don't become one person, this public persona. And then when you get home, you just like a whole entirely different person. Like what people see and I'll say this forever. What people see you uh, as a, a public persona, that's who you really are in private. And so. Your love is your love and your truth is your truth and your honesty is your honesty. And you're probably one of the, um, and I just have to say you, you're like crazy because you're like crazy unorthodox. So if there was one word that I could use to describe you, even this year, uh, you are way unorthodox. Like, and it's a good thing, but it can be kind of weird because you're so like on to the neck. You're so far ahead. Do you see what I mean yeah. by that? Yeah. Like you're, you are the, um, you are the disco ball in the room. Like the one with all the flashing lights and that. <laughs> he is the disco ball. You are the disco ball in the room. And, um, and so we are like all dancing in slow motion. You have, cause you don't, well, my husband has always been a church boy, so you don't know anything about disco balls, right? Yes, I do. Okay, so a disco ball, because, <laughs> you know, I used to be the one to come to the disco ball, under the disco ball all night dancing, and it looked like you were going in slow motion, right? The ball is, like, doing its thing, and it looked like you were be dancing in slow motion. And sometimes I see, like, you are the disco ball that sets the pace, and the rest of us are just, like, dancing in a slower motion does that make sense i think so yeah <laughs> that is it yeah the strobe light Didi. Didi said girl it's the strobe light that is it right there what's up what's up reverend ross hey there uh so hey there brother childs how are you guys thank y'all so much for tuning in Lorinda. it's just us uh just being a team huggins y'all already know we are you know we are who we are and it's just i don't know i don't know let i just think. love let, them let do y'all hear this about you in nine years of being married what do you think has changed about you so real and raw more contemplative more um okay more patient um patient for who like what i love just, interviewing you by the way <laughs> just patient period i think um the challenges in this marriage has not really been you and I or our relationship. I know my it, baby girl. It, it's been it's been the challenges of life, the challenges of life. I mean, yeah, uh, my son's death, 
Yeah. The fiasco at the St. Paul Baptist Church. Yeah. The move. Yeah. Adjusting to a new life and a new rhythm. Right. Um, those are all challenging dynamics that are life changing. Right. And um, I'm a I'm a different person, but you've been loving enough to adjust to that new person that I am right now. So yeah. Am I nice to, to you? Most of the time, except when I'm junky in the kitchen. I can't stand it when you're junky. Well, I cannot stand I it when you are junky. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't learned how to cook neat like a female. or. Well, it's not even cooking neat like a female. It's just cooking. You know, yeah. uh, Cindy Maria asked a question. She says, how did you all know that you were meant to be married to one another? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I can, I can say that because okay. I'm the one that started this whole journey. Um, we were having temporary service uh, at um, at a at a um, offsite a at a lodge while your while, while we were building uh, the sanctuary at St. Paul, and uh, so I'm up there sitting in the chair as she walks in. I was visiting with she somebody else. She was visiting else. with her ex-boyfriend. From, from Michigan. Uh, but I don't know if he was with her that day. All I know is... No, I, he was not. I saw this time... I should have known from that moment. I saw this fine, tall, gorgeous woman. And all of a sudden, she disappears. For months. And, and I started singing... I see her face everywhere I go. Come on, Bishop. In the streets. Sing. Even at the picture show. Have you seen her? And nobody saw her until we moved into the new sanctuary. And uh, she was with somebody else. And anyway, I just never forgot. And then when the opportunity came for me to talk, I started talking, Cotton. And that was all she wrote. She allowed me to spin the wheel of my conversation around the axle of her understanding. And we're still understanding and still standing, Swoop Brown. You are That's you all are I got goofy. to say, like Forrest Gump. That's all I got to say about that. You are, you're goofy. You're goofy. Well, for me, let me give a, a real answer because he's a nut. Uh, <laughs> I, it, I, I don't know. Honestly, I, you just know it in your knower. And that's what, hey, Miss Gracie. And that's what I tell, hey, doctor, hey, Doc L. Y'all, that's what I tell folks. You just, you just know it. Like you can feel, like it literally like settles your spirit. It set, it seats itself down in your spirit. And, um, and if you are connected that way, then you just know, right? Like yes. it's not one of those things where, let me tell you what is not. Brother Kent, uh, what is not, Kenny, I love you, Sacramento man. All right. What it's not is butterflies and a nervous stomach. Do y'all know what I mean? Like right, when you have right, that, it's right. not. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like rocking out your favorite pair of leather loafers, like the ones that you've broken in, not like your red bottoms where you can only wear them from like one one seat to the next. Um, but it is uh, it, you just y'all. I'm telling you, you just know it in your knower, you know. And and here's what I love about the young men. We got some questions here. We're going to address okay. those. What I love about um, young men is y'all listen to this, and this is for the, for my women that are single, that are not married, or that are contemplative, okay? A man knows. I, I hear this all the time. Child men don't know what they want. They all know what they want. Y yes, they do. When they get to a certain age, men 100% know who their wife is. They know her. 
they can claim they claim her and they call her by name and it may take eight years 10 years 12 years it could take y'all going through different relationships but it's it's just there's something about a man um and maybe it's because he's the hunter i'm not quite sure but a man knows say and it a real man say it tony to uh to take that woman off the market as soon as he possibly can am i right or wrong about that Absolutely. you move expeditiously and you literally you take her off the market that is it that is all and you know i'm not knocking people that have been waiting on their boyfriends to uh for five years to ask you know to marry you you, you gonna marry me this year you gonna give me a ring which y'all listen <laughs> it does not take that long and let me tell you this, the reason why he waits three and four and five and ten years and gives you babies <laughs> is because um, you're not the one. Uh-oh. It's not you. Uh-oh. And he is biding his time because oftentimes you will find that um, once y'all break up, he'll find her and you're wondering like, why he get married a year after we broke up and we've been together for 10 years, 12 years. I'm just, y'all, this is just full transparency. Like I said, we're just talking about the state of the, the marriage address, right? So if, if you got that dude and he keeps saying, I don't know, I want to get my life together. I want to get a better job. I want to go to school. I want to do this. It's like, mm -mm, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. And you David are too, you are too you, queenly. You're too queenly to wait. You're too queenly. Okay, so one of the questions, babe, was where is, hey, Lily, where is, okay, what advice would you give what advice would you give? Thank you. Uh, thank you, Reverend Ramon. He said you two are more, 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 the, more. the perfect example. Of I am loving Bless this, y'all. All right, y'all. I'm just going. Uh, Lady Kemp said, what advice would you give young married couples? Come on, teach it. Teach it. I'll let, let us know. Young married couples. Let I know what know. advice I'd give them. My, 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 there, there's, there's. Deep advice, and then there's light-hearted advice. Give us the, the deep. The light-hearted advice is <laughs> marry someone that can make you laugh and that you can have fun with, and you don't have to uh, try and be like somebody else. Marry someone that will allow you to be you. I think what has, you know, helped this marriage to to survive the some of the worst storms mm -hmm. ever mm -hmm. was we could laugh and we could hang out and we share friends mm -hmm. and we like the same people mm -hmm. and um, there's a comfort zone and allowing the, some allowing the person to be who they are I think the worst thing that any woman could do for a man is to try to make him become something that he is not or something he's just not he he's just not equipped to be that guy exactly you know he's not the fairy tale dude yeah he's not the fairy tale dude and sometimes um sadly because we have so many broken homes we expect a man to operate in his fullness and his wholeness when he is only capable of operating with a limp. He is operating through life. He's moving through life with a limp because that's all he has. And then as a result of that, you become his crutch. Yeah. And so he never gets his leg repaired so that he can walk upright, right? 
and she is constantly complaining. Powerful. Every, everybody has a limp of some sort. Whoa. And, and that's why the Bible uh, calls the wife to help me. Yes. So if there is a limp, you understand the, the severity of it. Mm -hmm. You understand whether or not you love him enough to help him limp. Okay. To help him to, to help him to walk. The Bible says, how can two walk together except they agree on how you're going to help each other with their limps? Okay. And but what if it's a chronic limp? Mm. Now, limp chronic. should not be a full-on broken, you know, a permanently broken situation or a permanently broken leg. Because at some point, you limp and then you start to heal. Right. 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 Well, well, that's where uh, the compatibility does the help me have what it takes to help with the limp, not only to uh, proceed with the limp, but to heal in the process. Okay. And and do you love them enough to to want to do it? Okay. What's love? Love what is, love? Is, what love, is, is love is a decision. What is it? Ooh, it's a decision. A decision. To, to be a part of someone's life volitionally. It is a commitment to become the person's soulmate. The soul is the composite of the will, the intellect, and the emotion. You you, you make it up okay, in your mind intellectually. Mm -hmm. you, 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 you let that devolve into your emotional person. Mm -hmm. And then you make the commitment to to think it through mm -hmm. so that at times when the emotions are low the intellect is high when the intellect is high and the emotions are low mm -hmm. the will is constant okay and and that's what keeps everything on an equilibrium okay do you think um do you think young people should get married because of uh pregnancy no uh-oh okay i do not this okay. is good because, because, um, help us, you know, it, even though we were taught coming up, you know, give that, give that baby a name, whatever, mm -hmm. at 18, 19, 20 years old, mm -hmm. some people are not uh, mature enough. They're still trying to figure life out. Mm -hmm. Hormonal marriages do not, do not work. Hormonal marriage. I, right. Wow. <laughs> wow. You don't even know who the devil you are. Right. Right. And 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 one half a person with another half a person, you gonna have a half a relationship. Correct. Everybody needs to grow up, become whole and uh, become mature mm -hmm. so that you can make a mature grown folks decision about who you want to live with and how you're going to live. I agree. I agree. What question do you have for me? Um, since, since we're talking about marriage, what? I like you still. I like you a lot. This is and good. You know what? And I think, I think when we get to our age, two professionals, and we were just talking about this today, the fact that you can still walk in the room and I immediately want to go over and start talking to you. And then once I you do, think I got something to say? yeah, well, <laughs> but I do, I do. I, I, I immediately want to just, I immediately still want to be in your space. Like your space yeah. is, um, uh, is very comforting to me still. And, and I'm still very safe in your space after all this time. Yeah. yeah. Powerful. Are you safe in my space? Of course I am, because I know, 
I, I can be, even though I'm very contemplative with some things, with other things. Thank you, Ron. Uh, I'm very spastic and, mm. um, you know. I wouldn't call I, you spastic well, because well, you are, you really do. Well, I, you know why I'm not going to call you spastic? And you, that's a word you don't necessarily have to use anymore. Because in everything you do, you pray about it. Because so prayer and, and getting the answer is not necessarily Okay, okay, spastic. okay, okay. Here's the thing. I respect what you have to say. That's it. I respect your opinion. That's it. You are the female version of me. Therefore, Jackie, Jackie. Therefore, I, so now, I respect your your opinions. I respect your take. And and if you do. and I if and, and if I override it is because of some deeper principle that's driving my decision that may not have been communicated. Okay. So that that's that, that and, and 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 that's to me what makes me feel safe. A person don't need to have a dumb spouse. No. Uh -oh. Okay. No. And they have to be intellectually compatible so that there can be this mutual respect mm -hmm. uh, for the opinion or the take that another person have, has on any decision in life for that matter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree, I agree. Now, Cindy says, hey, hey, Pat Cummings, how are you? She says, uh, strong couples cover each other always. You got that right now. Definitely, I have this brother's back and his sides. Uh, Cindy says, she says, I love that. She said, did y'all start out with a friendship foundation? Sometimes I hear that that is the strongest foundation to start from. Is this true? Yes. I agree. Absolutely. 100%. But Absolutely. here's the deal. We Absolutely. had a very unique situation, Cindy, because Broderick was my pastor. Mm -hmm. And I've been at this the church good. for five years. Five years. I've been there for five years. Um, when I came to California... I joined this church. This is the first and only church I'd ever really been affiliated with in, in California. And so Broderick and I were not friends per se. He was my pastor. And um, and I'm, I've always been very, very respectful of pastors, period. You know, all very respectful. And so it wasn't like one of those things where, you know, you, you cooing the pastor. One of them things no, like it no, was never like always that. Always very respectful. We never really had a deep conversation. Uh, something and you've always been so like you were so ingrained in the church. So for us, we got. OK, so. When my husband actually said something to me, we were married six months later. We, we literally got married six months after our first conversation. And I've been at that church for five and a half years. Um, and, and, you know, some folks were like, child, y'all was, yeah, right. Y'all was messing around. No, no, we no. absolutely Let them know, Tony. Had Let them know. Never, ever, ever. Um, you know, I just, I just like his fashion, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he's my pastor and he's wearing these really, really thick French cuffs and, you know, he's got that chocolate skin. So he was wearing those white shirts with those big, thick French cuffs and he had those nice cufflinks and, you know, I love fashion. So I'm like, man, my pastor is straight, but his word, the preaching and the teaching was so profound. I never, I, I'm not that girl, right? So, um, friendship, we literally built the friendship via pastor member yeah. respectful distance yeah. sort of relationship absolutely and and uh, what was so what was so um what was so yep, telling Ross. 
Yeah, what was so telling, because Reverend Ross, speaking of us, he's the one that summoned her to my office when I made up my mind that she was going to be my wife. I told several people she was going to be my wife before I even said anything to her. No, correct. And I had no idea. And so, y'all, here's what happened. I was uh, Reverend Ross, who is on here now, who is a, who is like my husband's baby brother. Uh, invited me or asked me to do a tribute to uh, Pastor Huggins, and it was his 55th birthday, right? Absolutely. 55th birthday. And I declined because even though I knew him as my pastor, I didn't know him personally. I just didn't know enough about him. But I also knew that he was this ultra-transparent, very hands-on, very easy-to-get-to guy. So I would just use, I said, okay, I'll do it after a while and he was um and i just kind of made jokes but that was the first time anyone had actually heard me speak publicly right because i just you know i come in get my word pay my tithes and then i'd be getting up out of there out the side door because you know he had like this procession of people that wanted to you know touch the past i'm like ain't nobody trying to do all that <laughs> out of here <laughs> so Every now and again, y'all, I would actually wait after church and then just go and go through the little line because I didn't want him to think I was trying to be all funny. And I would just speak to Pastor Huggins. But, you know, back then I was rocking like four inch heels and my husband is five nine all day long, y'all, with a little heel. So I'm like six two and I'm looking down at this little old, uh, little old dark skinned face and I'm like, man, what? Hey, Pastor. She said, man. <laughs> and he be looking up at me like y'all like I want to climb a tree I want some cherries <laughs> <laughs> do y'all hear that laugh Bishop has <laughs> hilarious <laughs> I love them I can't stand you I can't stand but y'all so that that was it at the end of the day so <laughs> so the friendship part is um he is, he, Broderick is genuinely my friend. And I can, I can say, here's what I love about you. This beautiful. Is what I love about this you. is beautiful. You always select your words very mm-hmm. kindly. Like when my husband speaks, even if, even when he's upset with me and y'all, this is not my testimony. I'm talking about my husband, right? My husband speaks kindly to me when he is upset. He doesn't, he and y'all, this is not my testimony because, uh, you know, um, my clapback is still very anointed. Mm. Okay, I have a very anointed clapback. She said and I anointed. Ain't it's just facts. <laughs> and so when my husband um, says something, sometimes I don't think it through. Like, I don't think it in terms of loving. I will just. And, and I, but I've learned, though, over the years that you can't get that back. This is good. You know, and so for me, I think I've grown in that regard because you cannot, once those words come out of there, there really is um, life and death in the power of the tongue. Like the tongue is like a double-edged sword. It is a double-edged sword. It's a two-edged sword. And so I have... I have, I've gotten a lot better, though, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, you, you're a lot better. I I just, my thing is when somebody, Bless you, brother Wade. When, when she's trying to pull stuff out of me when, when there's tension, I, I, I tell her, I tell her, let me be quiet because that is my love language. Yeah. Mm. Because I want to make sure I love you too much mm-hmm. to 
let something come out of my mouth that's that. not going to be edifying. Correct. Because I'm a preacher and my mouth can become a weapon. Do y'all hear this? And I know that Listen the power close. of words and, um, you know, I want to make sure that I don't hurt the person I love. So I take my time mm -hmm. and I choose my words properly mm -hmm. so that it'll come out the way, the loving way that I want it to so that I don't hurt the one that I love. And so, um, that's, but, but one time now, let me say one yeah, time. Yeah, got me one time, One, one time we was going at it and, and way I was going, I said, Watch this is, this is one, Watch this is one I ain't letting go because it had filtered over into something principle oriented. So we was going at it and all of a sudden she said, she said, oh, you got some blanky blank in you. I said, you're doggone right. <laughs> and, and then we both started laughing. That was, that was the end of it. Yeah, he, I, I, was, I was going, yeah, I was going in. I was, I was trying to get that last word. I was going in. I was going in. And he was, he was toe to toe. And, and it shocked me because I, I had not seen that side, but I have seen that side of you when somebody actually had you up against the wall or so they thought they did. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Listen, people out there in podcast land, was that not just the best transparent conversation between a husband and a wife? Let me say again, thank you, Bishop Broderick Huggins, who has the hilarious laugh. I crack up every time he gets tickled. Let me say thank you to you and Lady Tony for allowing me to just record this, put it before the world that other marriages, other people that are waiting on their kingdom man and their kingdom woman to be encouraged and inspired to let them know that there is love out there, that you can be happy in a marriage. You can have flaws. You can go through things. You can endure, but you can have a lasting relationships. I pray that this blessed you. I'm so tickled. I know you heard me chiming in. I was just so excited because it was so juicy. And I love that they were so interactive with their audience as people were chiming in on Facebook. Again, my friends, I say thank you. And again, happy anniversary. Stay tuned. We're going to be coming back to you more this month with more love, more real talk, and more relationships. And until the next time, blessings.